Welcome to the Chronic Athlete Podcast. This is your host, Amy Denson, retired professional athlete turned life and wellness coach. This podcast features stories full of inspiration, resilience, and all things wellness. And its mission is to provide proof that it can be done, whatever it looks like for you. I'm obsessed with personal development, growth, and getting curious around how we can all create the life that we desire. So if those are your jam too, I'm so happy you're here. And if you're new to this space, welcome. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Chronic Athlete Podcast. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you for being here today. I know I have been MIA for a couple of months with an unplanned break that ended up being lovely. Um, I wanted to just chat a little bit about that with you, what I learned within that break, and then I just want to finish up with some news about the podcast. So I've titled this episode, I've Let Myself Go. And that term for myself and a lot of women is or used to be terrifying. And when anybody is gossiping or talking behind somebody's back, especially women, and we say, oh my gosh, she's just let herself go. You know, it's so, oof, it just carries so much weight. And so for me, that's always been, and you know, I'm a former athlete. Like I will never let myself go. And let me tell you, this summer, I let myself go. And it was quite the opposite experience of what I ever thought it would be. And I never thought I would have the the experience with so much awareness and also come out with so much um, positive insight. So back in May, I got sick with you know what. My husband did as well. And then he also had some other issues going on. It was a really hard month. I knew my body would hold up. I was very confident. And of course, the physical symptoms were not the best. We got through it. But for me, the mental and emotional symptoms or whatever was going on in this time period just seemed to drag out. And I was in a really low place. And the best way I could describe it was just feeling apathetic. Like I really just didn't care. I didn't care about my health, even though I knew the things that I needed to do. I didn't care about, I don't know, it was just so unlike me. And that was the part that really scared me. It's not only that I I felt that way, and I know that we all go through seasons. It's not that I felt that way. It's that I couldn't get myself out of it. From what I've been through in my life, as I'm sure you have as well, I'm resilient. I can get knocked down. I will get back up. I can pick myself back up. I can only, you know, kind of be in my pity party so long. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's enough. Let's, we've got to figure it out. So I had such a hard time pulling myself out of it at that point. And when I really didn't care about anything, I started to not put as much emphasis on what I was eating. I did not put as much emphasis on what I was drinking. I did not put as much emphasis on working out or even taking a walk or moving my body. And we're usually pretty good about that. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm out with my dogs and my husband as much as possible just because nature is probably the one and only place that could pull me out of that state along with my husband, of course, and my dogs. But I just wasn't moving as much And in not caring, in letting myself go, what also I was able to let go of was all the stress I put on my decisions around food 
or the pressure of the need to work out in order to, you know, look a certain way, in order to lose weight, in order to whatever. That was such a gift because even though I work with clients around their relationship with food, around their relationship with their body, around their relationship with weight, I still have my own stuff. And I think a lot of us have some hard, fast rules that we've created for ourselves that we probably aren't even aware of around specific types of food, around eating, you know, at specific times during the day, around movement or working out, around how hard you push yourself or what counts as a workout or what counts as not a workout. And so, first of all, I just want to be aware of the rules I was putting on myself or even just the fear I think I was putting around what I ate and what I didn't eat. And by that, I mean, oh my gosh, if I eat gluten, is this going to cause my body to become inflamed? And then I'm going to, you know, start to get symptoms again. And by symptoms, uh, coming from Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune disorder that affects the thyroid, you know, drinking alcohol and shouldn't be drinking alcohol. And how is this going to affect me? And if I'm drinking alcohol, then my body doesn't have enough to blow up. And it's just like a constant loop of worrying about, stressing about, putting pressure on things that haven't even happened yet. And I think that we do do that a lot. We think about things and we put stress and pressure on ourselves for things that haven't even happened yet. So when it comes to our health or making any sort of change, but specifically for health, how many times do we stress about the results that we don't even start? How many times do we stress about how are we going to lose the 20 pounds when it's been so hard for me thus far so we don't even start? How many times do we stress about there's no way I could ever do X, Y, Z. There's no way I could ever run a half marathon, even though there's an inkling in me that would want to try to run a 5K or even try to run a half. There's no way I could do that, so I'm not even going to try. We, we put so much stress and pressure, and we already tell ourselves that we know the end result, so there's no use in even starting. And so I read a book called Endure by Cameron Haynes, who is a world-renowned elk hunter. So you may think what a weird book to read, but it's really, it's about leaning into your potential. And in this time when I let it go, there's no pressure to work out. There's no pressure to eat in certain way. There's no pressure to, you do do you, boo. I listened to this book, very inspiring. And he is a freak of an athlete, but it brought me back to myself in that I was a pro athlete. And I feel like throughout my thyroid journey, I was so fearful of being back in the same place in of 2016 when I was officially diagnosed. So I've had symptoms for Lord knows how long where I was chronically fatigued, where I didn't recognize myself, where I was so burnt out and I was so tired and I was just yearning for, for, for somebody to help me out. And when I started to learn a little bit more thyroid, how stress affects us, how it's really important to start with, you know, incorporating walking and restorative movement. And you really just do not want to add more stress to your body and working out at a higher intensity or strength training, anything is going to be more stress on your body. I feel like after listening to that book, I took that, that thyroid part of my journey 
And I implemented it so much that I lost a bit of my foundation in who I am as an athlete. Where my body was at in 2016 is not where my body is at now. My stress is different. My eating style is different. I mean, minus the summer. My eating style is different. I'm much more aware of what's going on within my body. I'm much more aware of my symptoms and what caused them kind of, who knows with symptoms. It's just, it's so hard to pinpoint what if one thing ever causes a symptom. But I have much more knowledge, not only around Hashimoto's, but my body, my awareness around my stress. And listening to that book, it really brought home, man, I miss being an athlete. And of course, you know, I could say I'm always an athlete because I did X, Y, Z, but I don't feel like I'm leaning into my athletic ability today. And that has been such an important piece of who I am and also an important piece of my health because working out, movement, moving your body, however you want to put it, it's not only for the physical, you know, support but it's for my mental and emotional health. And also there's the competitiveness side to me that really is so funneled through sports, through being athletic, through competition. I miss that side. And yes, it can, you know, transfer it to other areas of life, but it's just not the same for me. And so it was just kind of a light bulb moment as in like, you know what, you have such a capable body right now and you are not leaning into your full potential. And I say this really talking about within the movement or working out space. We can go into leaning into our full potential in a plethora of areas of our life. But I want to talk about leaning into our full potential in what your body is capable of today for a variety of reasons, most of which is that if you are able to move your body in the way that you desire today, we have to stop taking that for granted. That may not be the case Tomorrow, the next day, or in our future. And if we do not take care of our bodies today, we will not be able to move the way that we want to move in our future. If you are overly stressed, if you are overwhelmed, if you are like sitting right now, rolling your eyes and saying, there is no way I have extra time in my day to move my body. I challenge you that there is always a way. Now, it may not be every day. It may not be what you consider a workout, it just can be walking, which is so super beneficial for our hormones, for our overall body. We don't do enough of it, but I think we just need to find a way, find a way, find support. And I don't mean that to be taken in a defensive way, you know, like listening to this, like you find a way. We have to find a way. We have to find a way to start to incorporate things that hold value to us now and or hold value to us in the future. The second thing, leaning into the working out, leaning into our full potential is that what's so beautiful about movement is that we create energy by creating energy. So even if it's just walking and not listening to a podcast, not listening to music, being with your thoughts, what creative thoughts can you come up with and or what peace can you come with? Come up with what quiet can you come up with? Because our world is so noisy. But if you're moving into more high intense workout, if you're doing, you know, training for something, if you are strength training, if you are doing high intensity intervals, or you're doing something that's going to really require a push. 
from your body, or it's going to require you at some point to come to a crossroad within that workout, within that training program. And it's a clear crossroad. It's you're going to push through and continue, or you're going to stop. And if we are continued to face with that decision over time, and we continue to choose to keep going and push a little bit further, that is not only going to increase our resilience, increase our growth, start to change who you are and the way that you're going to start to see the world differently. It's also going to allow you to see how far your body can go. And now I'm not talking about extreme sports and extreme like pushing beyond like physical exertion to where you're putting your body in an unsafe place, leaning into something that may be harder than you want it to be. That's it. Doing something when you don't feel like doing it over and over and over again. And all of these words that I'm saying to you, I'm basically preaching to myself because forever now I have been on this roller coaster of working out, not working out, working out, not working out. And I say I want to increase my strength because I want to be strong. I feel my most confident when I'm strong, yada, yada, yada. But I have not been disciplined. I have not been consistent. I think I have leaned too far into my thyroid journey. And sometimes I can give myself the excuse that, oh, I need to rest. I need to take a step back here and just make sure everything's okay. When my body has not really been giving me any sort of alarms to take a break, it's me, to be honest with you, making an excuse. It's easier to make that decision and to negotiate that with myself rather than choosing to do the thing I don't feel like doing. So the last thing about just really leaning into potential as far as in a physical way, once you are tired, you do not have the energy to keep up any sort of walls. And by walls, what I mean is just kind of keeping yourself guarded or protected. So when I was playing basketball at Arizona State University, the season started the month before practice was just committed to conditioning. It's just the longest month ever. And that's not the only month that we condition. It's just, you got to be in shape to even get through that month. And so I remember specific moments when I would be running and sprinting. And it was crazy to be that not at one moment did I ever think it was an option to quit running, first of all, which is crazy. And secondly, we got to see each other, me and my teammates, at our most raw moments. We got to see each other all at the crossroads of, are you going to keep pushing or are you going to not? Are you going to keep fighting for your team? Are you going to not? Are you going to choose to push past something that's so freaking uncomfortable that you literally don't think you have anything left in you? Or are you not? Now, being in a team atmosphere is good motivation to keep going when the person next to you keeps choosing to push through. Because I never wanted to be the one person that was not going to make the choice to keep pushing when 15 other women are. But there were so many tears. There were so many amazing motivational words. There were so many cuss words of pain. There was just so much raw, vulnerable emotion because none of us had any energy for the walls. None of us had any energy for for bullshit. Every word that was said in those moments were the truth because we did not have 
the physical ability. We had no energy to say anything different. So good or bad, which is another great point, is that character comes out when you push. And not that any of us had quote unquote bad character or anything. It was just, we learned a lot about ourselves and each other in the most physically exhausting moments of our careers. Those are great learning lessons in themselves. But now as an adult, I probably won't push myself to the conditioning limit of ASU by any means. But even now starting over, which is the hardest part, pushing through when it gets difficult, when we are starting something new, it's not fun. We all know this. It's I'm going to be sore. It's not going to be easy to, you know, go to the gym three to four times a week. It's not going to fit into my schedule all the time when the way that I quote unquote want it to. I can still have that sort of crossroad choice, if you will. And then once I'm there, I can put myself in a position to push past my limits of today. That doesn't mean I'm going to go the same way that I did when I was playing at Arizona State or when I did professionally. I now know what those symptoms look like when I've overdone it, but I haven't overdone it in a while. So that is really what I have found out about myself by letting it go, letting go of of some stress and pressure I put on myself, also the stress and pressure I put on results. And I challenge you to do the same and not the same way as me. I just challenge you to bring your awareness to what are some areas in your life where you can let go a bit, take some pressure off of yourself, take some stress off of yourself and find ways to incorporate what you really value, but in a way that brings you joy. And it may not be in the moment like working out or moving your body. But if you're like me, that is a part of my values is to honor my body now, to lean into what's capable today and also set myself up for a future to move my body in the way that I want to move my body. But I hope that you have taken some nuggets away from this. I wanted to also just inform you, I've started a Facebook group called the Chronic Athlete Podcast Community, where we will just be diving more into these type of conversations. But also once a month, I'm going to have a live recording with a podcast guest and members within this podcast Facebook community will have access to those interviews where we will record. You can be in the energy of the interview, which is always very cool, but also you'll get to see the raw version. And that is really where the most of the energy is. But I will stop the recording. And then for those that stay on, there will be 15 to 20 minutes of just connection, Q&A, and really connecting with somebody that you may never have had a chance to. You may never have stumbled um, upon them in life. And really, that's what we are What I am trying to do is just continue to build connection, continue to build opportunity, continue to build community, um, because I think once we start to get in that open mindset of where is the opportunity, what can I learn from this person, and not opportunity taking advantage-wise, opportunity and getting to share the same space, the same energy, and to hear their story and really how it can resonate and impact your life. So please find us um, on Facebook, the Chronic Athlete 
Facebook community. Once again, thank you for being with me today. And I cannot wait to bring you all of the energy, guests, and insight that is coming your way. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Chronic Athlete Podcast. My hope is that this message brought meaning to what's going on in your life today. If you feel so called, please leave a five-star review and let me know what you enjoyed about this episode or the podcast overall. You can find me on Instagram at Coach Amy Ray or on Facebook at the Chronic Athlete Podcast Community. We would love to have you join and continue to have deeper conversations around growth and personal development and of course, all things wellness. Take care.